Welcome into today's episode of Walk the Pine. I'm Will Gray, joined here as always by Vincent Catuso and our producer, JP. Breaking news today in the NBA. Vince, you want to spill it to the audience? Uh, Well, you you know what? You, you go ahead and spill it, Will Gray, because he spilled it to me when I walked in the door today, so... Yeah, I spilled it to you like 15 minutes ago. As we are recording this, it's it's going down for real. Bucks fire head coach Adrian Griffin after what? They're what, 30 and 13 after 43 games? What is um, this, his second season with the team? Or was it no, this first? is first. They fired right. Budenholzer this offseason. That was last year they fired Budenholzer? Just after last year, after okay. last season. Um, They're making Joe Prunty their interim head coach, but Doc Rivers has emerged as the top candidate on the Milwaukee Bucks list to become their new head coach. Thoughts? Doc Rivers is back. Kind of crazy. Did not see it coming in with the Milwaukee Bucks. That's for sure. Honestly, that's for damn sure. The league is so much better with Doc. Just in terms of like, <laughs> what a character. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's good for NBA Twitter. It's good for Austin Rivers yeah, on the uh, TV sideline mannerisms, coach. Um, playoff coach, I, I don't know, but he's got mannerisms. Yeah, pretty good post game interviews. I've got to know what's going on in Milwaukee. We have no answers as of right now as to why Adrian Griffin was fired. Second team in the East, thirty and thirteen. Um, two and a half, I think, maybe three games back on the Celtics. No, I mean, I know that I, I follow a few Bucks people on Twitter, and I know that they believe like the team's been underperforming, but it is their first time with kind of a new. It's their, you know, they're half the season into a. A new system with Dame and everything. And I mean, I'm sure the adjustment period is at this point got to be over with. But I, I mean, know, your players have to really hate a coach for him to be fired halfway through his first year with the team like that. There's no way that that it's because they seem to be underperforming. Like the players have to really just not bought into his system and not really that it has to be the case. They're, they're you know, they, they got Damian Lillard now, some more star power. They're going to move forward with the players. And obviously, if if they're not getting along with the system, then that's what's going to have to change. I mean, maybe, maybe Doc Rivers is going to come in here and implement a pretty good system. But I guess we'll see. Yeah, we'll this see. to me, to me, it indicates some sort of internal problem. Because, I mean, yeah, they've been underperforming a little bit. They've got the probably the best duo in the league. But I mean they're in second place in the East behind the Celtics yeah. and the Celtics are damn loaded. good team. They're damn loaded good team. So I mean is that really enough to fire a guy before the All-Star break? You don't even give him half the season? You think the you think the players just like stormed the front office and was like he's got to go. Something like that. Dude, maybe. I mean Giannis had to have been like get this guy out of here. Had to have. Well, remember LeBron going to Pat Riley and trying to get rid of Eric Spolstra? Yeah, that's a story that you hear that makes you really think about LeBron James, and so that's what I'm saying. Maybe he just like, gets a little emotional. Are we giving? Out, are we giving? But maybe the front office was having kind of the same feelings inside then, because Pat Riley stuck by Eric Spolstra, and it clearly worked out. Well, Dame and Giannis seem to be the two players that will just make do with what they've got yeah they don't seem like 
they are the guys that place blame on anyone else. So I, to me, if they are going to the front office to do that, something is really wrong. Something's going on. Yeah, I mean, your your coach has to be really bad. That's kind of like, you know, I mean, halfway through the first season with the team, you know, they generally give you some time. I mean, Jim Boylan lasted longer than that. Fred Hoiberg lasted longer than that, like way longer. So, like that, you, you got to be a really, really bad coach, honestly, or, or at least, at least just on the wrong team completely. You're pl- oh, 100%. I'm about to take a broomstick to the ceiling. I don't know if you guys can hear it, but. They're playing freaking hopscotch yeah, upstairs. It's getting right a now. little wild up there. <laughs> sounds like a sounds like a game's going on. Some sort. Who's winning? <laughs> but yeah, uh, Doc Rivers, man, uh, potentially back in the NBA with the Milwaukee Bucks. How do we? I mean, how do we think that's going to pan out for them? Do you think that there's going to be any regret for firing Budenholzer? Maybe. Well, okay. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought Giannis and Budenholzer always got along pretty well. Or at least that's how it was like it was um I guess portrayed to be. I mean they won a ring together. I don't know. I I feel like with it I mean, half of a season with the new coach, obviously you're not doing so well after firing Budenhoser. So I think as of right now maybe they're thinking about it, but what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? I love Doc Rivers and I think he's a good coach, classy guy. I like the way he speaks. He says what's on his mind, but he's also, I don't know, he's just a good culture. He's just a good guy for the culture of the NBA. But at the same time, you really didn't give this guy a chance because you didn't even give him to the all-star break of his first season. And then it sounds like we're going to bring in the guy that's had countless chances. I mean, the only championship he's won was with the big three. Yeah. Yeah. Like you've seen what he's, he's had d- you've seen what teams. he's done with the Clippers. And they were good. With, I mean, he had a, quite a few good Celtic teams. I'm trying to think of where else. He's had a lot of jobs. And he's had a lot of talented players. Clippers. I mean, the Magic. He got to start with the Magic in the early 2000s, where, I mean, which is what led him to get the Celtics job because he kind of brought the Celtics out of, like, the post-Shaq era, took them them pretty far. I think they had, like, a – I think they had, like, a series where they upset the one seed, but they also blew, I think, a 3-1 lead and – Orlando as well, and then obviously the ring with Boston, and then another finals appearance with Boston, and then yeah, I mean, it was just brick wall with LA. I mean, it's just like the West was so good then, but That's, in reality, it don't matter. You have Chris Paul, Blake Griffin. Well, you're going to have to see the West. You're going to have to in the playoffs, eventually, you're going to have to see the best team in the West. I, I just, I get it. Like, if you don't feel Budenholzer, Sorry if I botched that. Um, you if you don't believe that he's the guy to bring it home for you, I understand. You got to make a change. You are trying to win a championship, and you're trying to win it sooner rather than later. But you're going to bring in Doc? I just don't. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't to me. seem like it's the that doesn't solution. make. You know what I mean? You're yeah, trying to make it more of a sure thing, and yeah, I love Doc. Again, I'm not trying to slander him, but this move just doesn't make sense to me. 
No, it it doesn't. But we'll we'll see. We'll see how it plays we'll out. See, maybe nothing official yet. But I would have to assume if he's their lead candidate, I think Doc Rivers is going to take the opportunity to come and try and salvage his career with Damon uh, Damon Giannis. All right, so we're going to move forward. Um, so last night Embiid had a um, career night, but not only a career night, a uh, an NBA. Legendary night. Uh, yeah, legendary night, I guess, is the way to put it. But 70 points, 18 rebounds. I think it was five assists. And all of that to get overlooked by the whole Timberwolves thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a little bit. But, um, yeah, 70 points, 18 assists. Or 17 points, 18 rebounds. I'm looking right now. Five assists. Five assists. One steal, one block. What was the final Shot score? Fifty-eight percent from the field, one twenty-three to one thirty-three. Sixers. They played the Spurs. Wembenyana put up thirty-three points, seven seven rebounds. It was funny because fifty-two percent before pregame, uh, Pop said that he, they were going to hammer his ass when they were asked how how they were going to control and beat. They said we're going to hammer his ass, and then. They did the exact opposite. It just let him score 70 points. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Man, he just looked so dominant all game long. All game long. He was do- getting whatever he wanted. He was getting jump shots. He was getting in the paint. He was scoring in the paint and won on three or four different people multiple times. Just double teams off the rip from the post game, coming towards the baseline meeting literally another two other defenders and still scoring it was it was actually pretty ridiculous to see how he was just manhandling the spurs all night long it was crazy crazy shot 56 percent. part of me says uh joel Embiid is just good at basketball which he is but another part of me is and again you gotta have a little patience because he's just a rookie but that's embarrassing that's Wemby should take that personally. It's you against him. You're the two best players on your team. You play the same position. 70 points. He gave you 70 in your rookie He gave you 70. That's wild. And if you want to say, oh, like it wasn't him guarding Joel the whole time, well, then put him on. Put him on him. He definitely was at one point. There's that. There's one specific highlight that was being shown a lot where he, it was, it was almost comical. He just turned his back right into him, hit him, weight room, just moved him probably like three feet, and then just flared the other way. They hit him over the shoulder, and he just turned around and dunked, and it was just like Embiid went or um, uh, woman Donna went flying. Just showed a big, big weight difference, big muscle difference, and I mean, I yeah. mean, again, it's his first year. He did put up thirty-three points and seven assists, shooting fifty-two percent. They only lost by ten. You know, they only have like seven wins. Obviously, none of those things are like good things. Like, oh, they only lost by ten, or he put up thirty-three to to the opponent seventy. However, it could have been worse. He could have put up less than that. That is a little concerning, though, for the Sixers. Slightly. You'd I imagine like you that they blew him out by more than 10. Yeah, I feel he like on these 70? kind of games where it's like, you know, you're not going up against a great team. 
Uh, it's more than just kind of. It's like just kind of like one of those like let legacy games. Like let him cook. We're gonna win this game. Who cares about the final True. score? Let True. Embiid get that that big night. And it, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, Victor Wembanyama is a foot taller than me, and I weigh forty more pounds than Victor Wembanyama. Like he is a very little boy. And I know that's like the the league is moving away from like the, you know, the skinnier guys are coming in like Chet, Wemby. I mean, KD's been KD for years now, and people said he's undersized. He's not going to be. He can't even bench press one eighty five. Right. But I mean, but until, Wemby's going to be fine. But like at the same time, he's still going to have to run into AD. He's still going to have to run into Jokic. He's still going to have to run into Embiid. And then the next guys that come up are going to. There's still going to be people like Embiid, people like Embiid. Like there always is going to be those. Well, eventually guys there's going to be a bullshit. need for them, right? Because right now we're moving away from them. Exactly. But when we see this, and we see that the league is full of skinnier, more athletic guys, then. What do you know? That what do you, what do you think the scouts are going to look for? Yeah, yeah, you're going to want a guy who could who could beat him down like Embiid did yesterday. He needs to work out with he needs to work out with Giannis because I mean, yeah, he's going to get more physical and get more. I mean, Giannis like, transformed. You would think so, but I mean, that's not a given. Like, that's, true. that's true. Some guys don't make that step. Yeah, yeah. Kevin and, Durant never and made it, that, that can be huge. that's historically that's been tricky with. Lankier guys, like, but, but can, can lead shoot to, too. You know but, what I mean? It's like when they add the weight, like, but there's a bit of a risk for injury, you know, because can their frame handle the weight? I mean, I'm not saying it can't, but it's it's a little tricky. It's a little. It's we like, assume we assume it's gonna happen, but I'm not saying. It's, but I'm saying that's eh, like. But like, what's it gonna do? Their athleticism, the weight, well, like how like. How, like you said, how is it going to affect your body? I mean, that that's the thing, though, is like Giannis has always had such a different play style than KD, so Giannis had no choice but to adapt. Right, like, but Giannis, Giannis used to shoot better than before. He was he a skinny guy huge. that liked to be physical. When when you got to build a ton of muscle, his jump shots and stuff were just not the same. I feel like a guy like Juan Benyana, who's actually like can shoot like that, I feel like that's someone you're not going to see bulk up the same as like Giannis did for that. Or reason. just yeah. do well, it the more, same thing much with... care, much more carefully. It's slower. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Joel Embiid is unreal. It just like it's he's becoming he's like slowly entering the conversation of like one of the most dominant players in NBA history. I mean, obviously, we all know Shaq is like number one in the in terms of like the most dominant. But we're starting to see Joel Embiid come into that conversation because his game is a lot less. It's like Jokic, same height, same size, right? Big boy, but his game's a lot more poetic and term and right, trickier. And, yeah, exactly. And Embiid is more just like brute force. Like, yeah, he can shoot the three ball. Don't get me wrong, but it's more brute force in your grill. I'm gonna dunk on you. You can't just. You know what I'm gonna do. And you can't stop it. But I'm gonna back here. I will say, back you down. Exactly. Jumping forward, a couple of topics that we're gonna talk about finals picks. So I, I would love to see Embiid finally get a ring this year. It would be really cool to see the Sixers like take it home. I, I, that's that's one thing I'd want yeah, to see. Embiid does get a lot of flack, and I, I I'm three I'm a years little... he didn't play. When he... Yeah, like it was the whole trust the process thing. That was so fun. And Dude, Kawhi, give him a ring. Kawhi made him cry. He made him Kawhi. Made him Kawhi. He made him Kawhi. Yeah, it would be cool to see Embiid finally get a ring. I do have a lot of respect for Embiid. I remember when there was talks about him going to the Bulls for like Wendell Carter and Larry Markin and and would have been wild. 
I mean, dude. In the time, we probably would have been like, eh, I don't know about that. Yeah, because he hasn't played in two yeah, years. He didn't play for three years. And when he did play, he was good, and then he would get hurt again. But the Bulls don't do anything good to begin with. So, yeah. I want to talk about Cat and the whole uh, yeah, that's the Finch thing. That was insane. The way you say that one more time. Did you way. see the press conference? The official press conference? No, I didn't. I'm about to look at Oh, my gosh. He pretty much just called Cat out. After the head coach, Finch. Oh, 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 really? Oh, yeah. It. I did not he see like it. Called it. Whole... He called him out, and he was like, we just disrespected the game tonight. And they said that he was like, Cat was trying. That's why Cat got benched when it was a three-point game with four minutes left. It's because it was just like they're just, it was just, they were trying to have like one of those historic nights. And the Hornets came back, and they kept doing too much, and they benched Cat. He had like four points in the fourth quarter. Damn. He, had, he finished with 62. Yeah, wow. He had 62 mm-hmm. points. Mm-hmm. Only four in the fourth quarter and because they played, were. Tr- how many minutes were there? And he played 37 minutes. Yeah, they benched him. He was on the bench with three minutes left in the fourth quarter in a tight game because uh, Finch was just like, stop. Like, what you guys are doing? <sighs> And they were just trying to feed him all night. They were trying to hog stats, I think, was what the quote was. That's that's a very interesting thing. In the so back in for too, 12 seconds. Because um, there are a lot of times that teams will definitely move away from, I don't want to say it's not team basketball, but it's not very good team basketball. And then just go, like, feed a player. Him. Yeah, especially when he's being productive. I don't. But I mean, yeah, you still want hey, to get the win. Shout out the Timberwolves, though, because Brandon Miller put up 27, Miles Bridges 28, 12 and 11 from PJ Washington and Rozier, and then Lamelo with 18 and 13. Shout out the Pelicans. And speaking of. Yeah, that too. How many points did Terry have? 11. Oh. Well, he's on the Heat now. What that just happened? Yeah. What? Wait. Who? Huh? Terry Rozier? Yeah. And you... the Heat sent Lowry. Wow. Yeah. That's it. And a future first. Hornets get Kyle Lowry into first. Where are we? That's this? kind of fire for the Hornets. Yes, so you get a first. Wow. Hornets want to trade Lowry, so they're probably going to move him to. Damn, honestly, Terry Rozier to the Heat is pretty cool, too. He could use a, a more athletic point guard that's going to go and be a little bit why better. Has, why has Woj I saw it on nor the, Shams broke this news? Yeah, I only saw it on the uh, Bleacher Report. That's where I saw it. But damn, 9 a.m. That was at 9 a.m.? Yeah. 9. Oh, well, that's why. Woj has an article. Yeah, there we go. Through, uh, damn, I, th- I thought this just happened. Oh, we, I missed this this morning. Yeah, I mean, I know how I missed it. I was asleep. <laughs> yeah, good for the Heat, dude. Good for the Heat, yeah. I mean, sending a future first, I mean, I guess whatever. But, damn, I mean, Hornets getting a future first is a big deal, too. Brandon Miller is a good basketball player. He's been playing good all season. And, like, no one has really been paying too much attention to it, which, like, you know, is kind of makes sense. They're not very good. and But, I mean, this guy has been – consistently playing pretty well. He's averaging 14, 3, and 2. Mm-hmm. Rookie year, that's pretty good. I mean, they're they're not a great team, but 
he's proven to be a good good player. Lamelo obviously is a, is a superstar. I mean, another first rounder next year, future first. I was it next year? Or was it was twenty seven. Okay, so it's well, a few years uh, out. Okay, it's like yeah. it's like three years out. Um, Bulls lost on a buzzer beater to Kevin Durant last night. Pretty sweet shot though. So that kind of sucks. Sweet shot. And no, sweet yeah, play. But just Honestly, overall, going back play. to Cat. Oh, and his okay. 62 points. Yeah. Yeah. Some like basically like a we've, fake 62 points. We've talked about this with the Timberwolves. They blew. I mean, I get it. They're the first seed in the West. I understand that. We're getting to that point, though, where we might start to see this, right. this thing fall apart, especially after a game like that last night. Feeling like the Bulls. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to feel feel something brewing. I'm starting to feel something brewing. And we might be wrong. We might be wrong. Maybe the Timberwolves can hold on to this spot. But there's a lot of teams who are not. I mean, what? The Clippers are in the fourth spot, and they're only four games back, three and a half games back. A lot can change from now until March. A lot can yeah, change. Yeah, I mean, the Thunder, Thunder's a half game back. Nuggets, half game back. Clippers, only two games back. Oh, exactly. Suns are, I mean, five games. Is there? Decent amount, but I mean, still a lot I, of games we played. And yeah, I feel like this is easily the point where you could say, all right, this is the turning point of the season. Either Finch lights a fire under their ass and they start playing better team basketball and stop, quote unquote, disrespecting the game, or this is where the players collapse and, you know, continue doing what they're doing and not be able to come back from these or blow the fourth quarter leads and not be able to come back from these fourth quarter yeah. uh, coming from behind in the fourth quarter like they have in the past. So, like, I think that we're at the turning point for the Timberwolves season. It's either they're going to turn this thing around and continue on their path as the best team in the West or they're going to fall apart. And that's kind of my two cents on it. Even yeah, do- and, you know, honestly, at the end of the day, I think, like, I mean, given how, like, the East is looking compared to the West, like, where, I mean, the East, you got the one seed to the nine seed, you're looking at, like, 14 games right there. Yeah. So that's a very big difference. I and what's the one seed to the nine seed for the West? Eight. Eight and a half games. And it's the Lakers. Where yeah. Nine seed, you're looking at the Bulls in the East. So, again, two. Two pretty different teams, I guess you could yes, say. Exactly. Although actually with similar records, but the East has been very top heavy for quite a few years now. Yeah. As the yeah. West is the West's depth is insane. And it yeah, always well, just it always just makes me like how damn like how I was looking. I think how long is it gonna take the freaking Rockets who have like young good players or the Timberwolves or the Spurs to get out of it? Because it's like the West is so deep. It's like how long is it gonna take for them to like, yeah, there's going to be a few teams that fall off. Like, I think we're starting to see maybe the decline of the Golden State Warriors. I think we're starting to see maybe the end of the era for the LeBron Lakers. So those are two teams that could potentially go on a downward spiral. But, like, the Kings, the Clippers, Wolves, Thunder, Nuggets, those guys are there, and they're not going anywhere. Dude, the Clippers are actually like real, real contenders. The Clippers are real contenders for sure. Hell yeah, you got Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, and James Harden is playing solid basketball. And Russell Westbrook is playing solid. Yeah, basketball. dude, they've got a, they've. I mean, they've kind of. I'll give James and Russ this. They both seem to be happy, and they've kind of embodied the dude. And they play well together. The recently. role player vibe. They've they've worn that well. 
in terms of you know, I mean, this Kawhi and PG these are two stepping it up. These are two dudes five years ago who were battling in an MVP race for three straight years, right? And now they're role players on the Clippers. It's it's cool to see them you, adapt. You got to give Ty Lue a lot of credit, yeah, because mm-hmm. these Ty Lue's a great coach. These are all guys that have been on teams, talented teams, where they just don't, they can't play together. Like, it just doesn't work out. I mean, James Harden, that speaks for itself. You know and you know his history. Russell yep. Westbrook. Um, yep. Even Paul George. Like, yep. Paul George with the Thunder. I mean, oh, with who? Russell Westbrook. With And then Russell Westbrook we, we've seen that, with we've James seen, Harden. And... We've basically seen that that doesn't work, but he's making it work. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, well, with different players in a different system, I mean, like it kind of it makes sense as to why, I guess, because neither Paul George and Russell Westbrook, I guess, even at their peaks, were really te- guys that were going to carry you to a championship necessarily. I mean, but Paul George came off of one of his uh, best seasons ever in OKC. Paul so, George had a few seasons. In, Paul George in OKC in, was like what third in MVP voting, something like that. He, and no, him yeah, and Paul George was averaging like almost I mean, thirty a year. Him and the Pacers, they just they ran into the Heat. Yeah, that was a great series. They were a great team too. George they were. They were. Paul George was great too. Like yeah, he was stepping up. Yeah. Oh yeah. It no, was and, just... and that was all because Danny Granger got hurt. Like it used to be Danny Granger's team. The mm-hmm. Indiana situation, like it's crazy. Well, I remember that 2011 uh, Bulls Pacers series. That was Paul George's rookie year, and I mean, I know the Bulls beat him in five games, but I mean, it was like they they had the Bulls on the ropes for a few games. Like you knew that they were an up and coming team, and. It did kind of remind me of like the early 2000s Pacers with like Reggie Miller, Jermaine O'Neal, uh, Stephen Jackson, just kind of like, you know, Paul George becoming that guy and having Danny yeah. Granger there and uh, Roy Hibbert kind of taking on that big body role and just owning the paint against the Heat for a Roy while. It was, yeah, those were some great series. One player I always hated was Tyler Hansborough, though. Hated Tyler Hansborough. Even though he was a Tar Heel, man, I could not stand him against the Constant Bulls. Constant bloody nose. Yeah. <laughs> Always crying. Constant bloody What a baseline nose. jumper on that guy. <laughs> what a baseline jumper. He did have a pretty sweet baseline jumper. All right, let's uh, wrap this up with our uh, about the midway point. I think, yeah, we're like right at the midway point of the NBA season. Let's go with our finals predictions. Um, Finals predictions, I'm thinking... Uh, if we're going winning the finals right now, who I, you got matched up and who's winning oh, the matchup? Oh, oh, okay. You know, I'm gonna go Philly from the East. Okay. And from Bold. the West, I'm gonna go with. I, I feel like I know who you're gonna say. I'm gonna say the Los Angeles Clippers. Yep. I knew that was coming. And I out think of that the mouth. Sixers are gonna win. So you got Sixers over the Clippers in the finals. Mm. Mm. I'm trying to decide who wins this matchup. I knew I know who I have. Okay. I have a feeling I know where you're going with this. I think. I think we're gonna see Bucks Nuggets. <laughs> yes. You think Doc's gonna take him to the glory land? And he thinks the who oh. are gonna win. It's a toss up, but right now I'd have to 
I'm more confident in the Nuggets. I mean, dude, like the the West is crazy. Yeah. As long as you're sticking around in the top five, top three, like you, you're showing that you're still a dominant team. Yeah. The West is so competitive. I have Nuggets. You see, and like we've talked before in the previous NBA, um, NBA pods. Like, it all comes down to playoff time basketball, half-court offense, and just the Jamal Murray, Jokic pick and roll, along with the supporting cast, with how they all mesh together and their passing. Like, it's just a well-oiled machine, and I just don't see any proof that that's fallen off. Seeing yeah. them play the Sixers in the finals would be unreal. Jokic versus Embiid. That would be so cool. It'd be like, if that happens, that would be the, probably the coolest outcome of this season, honestly, in my opinion. The one and two, like, debatably one basketball players in the world going at it for the for a ring. One I'm of excited them back to, to back, see. Like, I'm that's ex- wild. I'm excited to see the Thunder in the playoffs, though. Dude, I was just about to say that. Like, I want to see them at least it's go to the, the Western Thunder Conference again. Finals or something. Like, I just want to I watch that happen so bad. The young, the young, dangerous Thunder team is reincarnated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're gonna be here to stay for a while. They're good. They are so good. Uh, I got the Nuggets over the Celtics. Wow. Okay. Fuck the Celtics. Oh, sorry. You know what? Cut that. Just cut <laughs> that. that. Just cut We're that. not cutting. What? Okay. Well, sorry, everybody. I didn't. I didn't mean to say that. Shame. I got the Nuggets over the Celtics. We talked about half court offense, all that yada yada. I like Tatum's about to choke again. I hope the Miami Heat are the ones that do it too. That'd be cool. I would, yeah. I would, I'm always gonna pull for the Miami Heat out of the East because well, Terry, do it. scary Terry. But yeah, give me the Nuggets over the Celtics. Uh, five games, mm. six games, and we're calling. Games? I just see no, but I say game seven. I just see the Bucks as the best matchup for the dangerous duo of the Nuggets. I don't okay. know. Maxi and Embiid is like damn near the exact same as Jokic and Jamal mm. Maxi is like, I feel like you could argue that. He's Not better. to discredit Maxi, but I just don't put him on the same. Jamal level. has Jamal shows up in the big moments always. He's, a, he's we haven't a, we haven't seen a whole he's lot. He's a from big Maxie game yet. merchant, dude. He's not that good in like games that don't matter. But dude, he always shows up when he needs to, and dude. it works out. Dame, Dame and Jamal in a shootout. I mean, Dame. Damon is a much better basketball player than Jamal. No, I forget the stat. We saw that in the bubble. I forget uh, the stat, but teams that are like top four in the con- teams that are ga- in games where it's like top five in each conference that Jamal Murray has played against, his numbers are like way higher. astronomically higher than when he plays any other team. Yeah, and that's awesome. As a, if I was a Nuggets fan, yeah, you know you can count on Jamal I'd be Murray. Very show up. excited about that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if the Bucks go on and hire Doc Rivers. I don't know if they're going. I don't know. <laughs> worries going to, that does worry me. I don't know if they're going to the finals. But hey, you said it, man. I mean, you put your faith in them. That's gonna wrap up today's episode of Walk the Pine. I'm Will Gray, joined here as always by Vincent Catuso and our producer JP. You guys have a wonderful rest of your day.